Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to the kitchen table. I am so glad you have continued to come, or maybe you're just finding me. And today's conversation is one of the conversations I typically have with a mom who has just been asking me to sit down and spend some time with her. It is one of the foundational truths I want to talk about with that mama. So I really want to talk about it with you. Today, it is a truth that radically changed my motherhood very early in my motherhood. So I want to kind of tell you a background about who I am as a mom. You know, probably I have eight kids and my oldest is 22. And when Noah, that's our oldest, when he came along, we were young and my husband was a resident in um, medicine. So our time, I was, for the most part, the primary parent most days um, and nights. And I was an anxious parent. I was an anxious mom. I remember Noah coming. And I remember when I realized I was in labor with him, I was in labor during um, an SEC championship game. And we had a bunch of people over. It became the joke of all of our friends that because I love a party, I chose not to tell anybody I was in labor during the party because I didn't want to break up the party. And so afterwards, I turned to my husband and I said, I think I've been in labor. I'm pretty much having contractions every eight or 10 minutes. So Noah came the next morning. But in that, in those, in those moments of labor, and I don't know if anybody else felt this way, I just was like, all of a sudden, filled with a gripping fear and Honestly, I looked at Troy and at one point in labor and said, I don't think I want to do this. I, I, I don't think I'm ready. And I remember him looking at me and saying, well, ready or not, we're going, but God is going to walk with us. And, and it was true. And I knew it on one level. And yet I was so anxious. And so this little person came into my world and I wanted to do everything right I wanted to do it well. I was motivated, all the things, and yet it was so hard. It it just was so hard. And so many moms will um, come up to me and they realize I have eight children. I mean, they were, mamas were doing this to me when I had four and five kids. And the minute I kind of unveiled how many kids I had, immediately they felt this need to apologize forever thinking they had it rough with one, two, three, or, or whatever, because I had so many more. And if you're a mom like that, and you're listening today, I just really want you to know, I have always found motherhood hard. Um, I thought it was really hard with one. 
Then I thought it was really hard with two. Then I thought it was really hard with three. Like it didn't incrementally get harder. So there's, I don't really believe in bonus points for having more like all of a sudden I am momming at a different level than you. I honestly have always found it hard at every stage of the game. So for me, this truth, really, I needed it because I was beginning to believe a lie in my mind pretty early on. It was hard for me to nurse my first baby. He didn't sleep a whole lot. Um, Like I just had to learn a lot with him. He was like being thrown in the deep end of the pool. And so there was a battle in my mind. The belief was I was not doing this well at all. And I really believed it. And I had this list of, of things that proved I was not good at this. My kid didn't sleep. My kid didn't really nurse great. My kid was, and it just kind of kept going as my child grew. And then I added children. I just, my list grew. And I just thought, I really want to do this well. And I really don't think I am. And I would get in the bed at night. And I don't know if anybody else does this, but I, even now, today, 22 years of momming. And I will still get in the bed at night. And kind of replay the day. And more often than not, I only replay the junk, the hard places. The places maybe I lost my temper, or I misjudged somebody, or I didn't listen well, or even the places maybe I showed I didn't care about something. And I'm being really brutally honest here, but, you know, most days I have a list of places I have failed. And that's what I look at. And then I would hear the voice going, gosh, another day, you kind of stink. So one day I was studying the word and I was in Isaiah and honestly, God just gave me this verse. So if this is for you today, I just want you to know it is the heartbeat of God that you understand this verse and that this verse is for you. And he wants you to hear Isaiah 40, 11. And then he wants you to understand it inside of its context, because it's so important when we look at scripture that we understand it inside of where it sits. So Isaiah forty eleven, Mama, God will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And that is you and that is me. And it really doesn't matter how young our young are. I will testify to you that God is still gently leading me as I mother and parent a 22-year-old and a 20-year-old just as much as he is gently leading me as I parent my little caboose on the end of the train who is five, this just turned five. If you struggle with these thoughts, 
and you wonder, am I doing this well? I want you to understand that the heart of God is that he wants you to understand that he wants to gently lead you in this today, tomorrow, and for the rest of your life as you shepherd the child that he has placed in your care. And that adverb, gently, oh my goodness, when I begin to understand, you know, Jesus called himself, he said in um, the New Testament, he said, I am gentle and lowly in heart. God repeats over and over in scripture that he is steadfast in his love for you and me, that he is faithful in his love for you and me, that the gentleness that is promised in this verse is his character. And what he is saying here is that I understand it's hard to have young and I promise to gently lead you in that endeavor. So when the way seems really unsteady or scary. So if you're a new mom and you're not quite sure what to do with this brand new baby, you haven't even quite yet learned his cries. You don't quite know her favorite position. You don't know what the next step is going to be. I remember worrying about their sleep time and their wake time and all the time in between. I just, I just worried. I want you to understand that God is calling out to you and inviting you to turn it all over to him because he promises that he will gently lead you. And, you know, we've already talked in another podcast about the fact that he has turned his ear to you and he is listening intently to everything you pray. And so on the days where you feel most unsteady and you feel most uncertain, I want you to understand He is listening to your heart cries and he is promising to gently lead you. So for me, many days, I feel like I'm royally messing it up. I've already told you I have a list. I run a lot of nights when I get in the bed. It's automatic. And I honestly have to purposefully repeat to myself this verse to steady my heart when I go through the litany of all the things I did not do well. I have to turn back to truth and say, God, I know you gently lead me with these kids. And I confess the places that I was sinful today. I am asking you to gently lead me tomorrow that I may hear your voice more clearly in the moments where I feel fill in the blank, irritable, frustrated, snappy, you know, whatever word you use for the way you interact with your kids that later on you realize was sinful. What I want you to understand is that he also promises not only to comfort your heart late at night in the bed and maybe give you insight into that child as you lay in that bed that night, because that's part of his gentle leadership. But secondly, even when you're in the middle, like when I am in the middle of royally messing it up in my kitchen, And I am, I may even be physically stomping my foot, but I'm acting like I'm stomping my feet and marching around huffing and puffing. The Holy Spirit is faithful to gently speak into my heart and begin to remind me again of what his love looks like, what his grace looks like, not just to my kid, 
but to me, extended to me in the moment of my yuck. And so for you, I want you to understand as we sit at this table together is that God in the middle of your mess up is gentle towards you. And he wants you to know his grace extends to you in that moment, not because you deserve it, not because you can turn off your tirade, but because he is good and he is active and he is a part of your life. So Isaiah 40, we talked about context at the beginning. I kind of threw that word out there like we need to understand this verse in in its context. And so right after Isaiah says this about God, his next verse begins to ask all these questions about who compares to God. So it's like he's laying out this idea. This is how God is. This is his heart towards you. This is how he interacts with you. And then he slaps up against it, the greatness of God. You know, who in this world compares to God? God can measure mountains with his hands. He can hold all the water in the hollow of his hand. He is the great I am, the mighty creator, the mighty king, the holy one. When you read this passage, you see Isaiah listing out all the bigness of God. Because I think sometimes we get tangled up. And so we, as a mom, and we recognize where we're messing up or failing or not doing things well, and we immediately believe that God, because he's so holy, which he is, and he is so big and so good, but also so um, mighty in his power, we believe that he is removed from us, either because his holiness would not allow him to approach our sin, which is not his heart. I want you to hear that. His heart is to extend grace to you and me in the middle of our sin. But we believe that he wants to remove himself. And so then we often say what Isaiah says. This is what's so great about this chapter. Isaiah says, he says, oftentimes in verse 27, he says, why do you say, O Jacob? So instead of Jacob, why don't you put your name in there? So I'll say, why do you say, Bethany? Why do you speak about it, Bethany, that, why do you say, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God? In other words, God doesn't care what's going on in my home and he's not interested in what I'm struggling with. In fact, he thinks I should get my act together. No, no, he doesn't. He wants you to come before him and sit with him and allow him to begin to change and to work with you. He loves you. He loves me. You see, he, he can measure every bit of water in his hand and he can see nations like drops in a full bucket of water, but he cares deeply for each one of us. Your way is not hidden from him. And you are not disregarded by him. He longs to gently lead you. God is so big. And yet he is so intimate with us. More than we can comprehend. He wants to unfetter you from all your fears about how you raise your kid. 
He wants to get you loosened from all that bondage that says you might mess it up. And he instead invites us to walk triumphantly behind him as he marches us into victory. See, you and I are warriors in a battle that we didn't even understand when we were when we got pregnant with our baby. You and I have, at the moment we became believers, it became a warrior on a battlefield. We came alive in Christ. We were no longer dead on the battlefield. We were standing up alive in Christ. But then we were given this little person. So no longer are we only responsible for our own spiritual walk, but now we are responsible for this growth of this child and all that this child thinks and how he eats and how he sleeps and ultimately how he gets introduced to Jesus is going to come up in our homes. And the weight of that feels huge. But I promise you that God wants to gently lead you there. And as his grace-filled warrior, because as he extends his grace to you and you receive it and you experience the grace that says, I know you had a rotten day and I love you despite your rottenness and you don't have to get pretty before you come to me. In fact, I welcome and want you to lay it all out at my feet and let's look at it together and let's receive forgiveness and let's grow and let's get changed into more and more of the image of my son. That's what he says. But as that grace-filled warrior, the, the more we experience his grace, the more that grace can flow through us. So as our kids age and grow, we're going to need more grace to extend to them because it's hard. But also, that grace allows us to stand steadily in these moments. And we can love fiercely in these moments. And we can hope fully because our hope is not in ourselves and the way we do things, whether we do it right or do it wrong. It's not. He promises to gently lead you. He promises to gently lead me. I have hung my faith hat on the wall that says that God is with me every moment of every day and he promises to lead me and I want to invite you to do the same because you see he doesn't faint and he doesn't grow weary and his understanding is unsearchable that is what Isaiah closes this chapter with and he says at the end of Isaiah he says that he will empower you And he will renew you as you wait on him to lead you. We experience God within the shadows of the hard. And we rest in his hand as he leads us in the way of holiness, of righteousness, and of grace. So I hope you understand. Isaiah 4011 is your hope for tomorrow when your mom and a child, and you are seeing your own junk. But it's also the hope when you don't understand your child, when you are struggling with some new thing you need to pray about, he promises to gently lead you. I would love for you to send me any questions 
I have a lot of moms who are sending me like, well, what would you do in this circumstance? Please feel free to send that to me. I want you to know that I care that you understand how much God loves you. And I want you to understand he promises to gently lead you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.